Section 120 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain Letter 151 Greenwich, July 8th, Old Style, 1751 My dear friend, The last mail brought me your letter of the 3rd July, New Style. I am glad that you are so well with Colonel York as to be let into secret correspondences. Lord Abemarle's reserve to you is, I believe, more owing to his secretary than to himself for you seem to be much in favour with him, and possibly, too, he has no very secret letters to communicate. However, take care not to discover the least satisfaction upon this score. Make the proper acknowledgments to Colonel York, for what he does show you, but let neither Lord Abemarle nor his people perceive the least coldness on your part, upon account of what they do not show you. It is very often necessary not to manifest all one feels, Make your court to, and connect yourself as much as possible with Colonel York. He may be of great use to you hereafter, and when you take leave, not only offer to bring over any letters or packets, by way of security, but even ask as a favour to be the carrier of a letter from him to his father, the Chancellor. Apropos of your coming here, I confess that I am weakly impatient for it, and think a few days worth getting. I would, therefore, instead of the twenty-fifth of the next month, new style, which was the day that I some time ago appointed for your leaving Paris, have you set out on Friday the 20th of August, new style, in consequence of which you will be at Calais some time on the Sunday following, and probably at Dover within four and twenty hours afterward. If you land in the morning, you may in a post-chase get to Sittingbourne that day. If you come on shore in the evening, you can only get to Canterbury, where you will be better lodged than at Dover. I will not have you travel in the night, nor fatigue and overheat yourself by running on fourscore miles the moment you land. You will come straight to Blackheath, where I shall be ready to meet you, and which is directly upon the Dover Road to London, and we will go to town together, after you have rested yourself a day or two here. All the other directions, which I gave you in my former letter, hold still the same. But notwithstanding this regulation, should you have any particular reasons for leaving Paris two or three days sooner or later than the above mentioned, Vous êtes maître. Make all your arrangements at Paris for about a six weeks' stay in England at farthest. I had a letter the other day from Lord Huntington, of which one half at least was your panegyric. It was extremely welcome to me from so good a hand. Cultivate that friendship. It will do you honour and give you strength. Connections in our mixed parliamentary government are of great use. I send you here enclosed the particular price of each of the mohairs, but I do not suppose that you will receive a shilling for any one of them. However, if any of your ladies should take an odd fancy to pay, the shortest way in the course of business is for you to keep the money, and to take so much less from Sir John Lambert in your next draft upon him. I am very sorry to hear that Lady Hervey is ill. Paris does not seem to agree with her. She used to have great health here. Apropos of her, remember, when you are with me, not to mention her but when you and I are quite alone, for reasons which I will tell you when we meet, but this is only between you and me, and I desire that you will not so much as hint it to her or to anybody else. If old Kersey goes to the valley of Jehoshaphat, I cannot help it. It will be an ease to our friend Madame Montconcile, who I believe maintains her, and a little will not satisfy her in any way. Remember to bring your mother some little presents. They need not be of value, but only marks of your affection and duty for one who has always been tenderly fond of you. 
you may bring Lady Chesterfield a little Martin snuff-box of about five louis, and you need bring over no other presents, you and I not wanting les petits présents pour entretenir l'amitié. Since I wrote what goes before, I have talked you over minutely with Lord Abermarle, who told me that he could very sincerely commend you upon every article but one. Upon that one you are often joked, both by him and others. I desired to know what that was. He laughed and told me it was the article of dress, in which you were exceedingly negligent. Though he laughed, I can assure you that it is no laughing matter for you, and you will possibly be surprised when I assert, but upon my word it is literally true, that to be very well dressed is of much more importance to you than all the Greek you know will be of these thirty years. Remember that the world is now your only business, and that you must adopt its customs and manners, be they silly or be they not. To neglect your dress is an affront to all the women you keep company with, as it implies that you do not think them worth that attention which everybody else doth. They mind dress, and you will never please them if you neglect yours, and if you do not please the women, you will not please half the men you otherwise might. It is the women who put a young fellow in fashion even with the men. A young fellow ought to have a certain fund of coquetry, which should make him try all the means of pleasing, as much as any coquette in Europe can do. Old as I am, and little thinking of women, God knows, I am very far from being negligent of my dress, and why? From conformity to custom, and out of decency to men, who expect that degree of complacence. I do not, indeed, wear feathers and red heels, which would ill suit my age, but I take care to have my clothes well made, my wig well combed and powdered, my linen and person extremely clean. I even allow my footmen forty shillings a year extraordinary, that they may be spruce and neat. Your figure especially, which from its stature cannot be very majestic and interesting, should be the more attended to in point of dress, as it cannot be imposant. It should be genteel, amiable, bien mise. It will not admit of a negligence and carelessness. I believe Mr. Hayes thinks you have slighted him a little of late, since you have got into so much other company. I do not by any means blame you for not frequenting his house so much as you did at first, before you had got into so many other houses more entertaining and more instructing than his. On the contrary, you do very well. But, however, as he was extremely civil to you, take care to be so to him, and make up in manner what you omit in matter. See him, dine with him before you come away, and ask his commands for England. Your triangle seal is done, and I have given it to an English gentleman, who sets out in a week for Paris, and who will deliver it to Sir John Lambert for you. I cannot conclude this letter without returning again to the showish, the ornamental, the shining parts of your character, which if you neglect, upon my word you will render the solid ones absolutely useless. Nay, such is the present turn of the world, that some valuable qualities are even ridiculous, if not accompanied by the genteeler accomplishments. Plainness, simplicity, and Quakerism, either in dress or manners, will by no means do. They must both be laced and embroidered, speaking or writing sense, without elegance and turn, will be very little persuasive, and the best figure in the world, without air and address, will be very ineffectual. Some penance may have told you that sound sense and learning stand in need of no ornaments, and to support that assertion, elegantly quote the vulgar proverb, that good wine needs no bush, but surely the little experience you have already had of the world must have convinced you that the contrary of that assertion is true. All those accomplishments are now in your power, Think of them, and of them only. 
I hope you frequent La Foi saint Laurent, which I see is now open. You will improve more by going there with your mistress than by staying at home and reading Euclid with your geometry master. Adieu. Divertez-vous. Il n'y a rien de tel. End of section 120. Read by Professor Heather and By. For more free audiobooks, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.